Hey everybody, welcome to Long Story Short, the podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. <laughs> it's a Monday, y'all. <laughs> and today in our final main episode of 2021, we're taking you on a little peek inside the holidays with us, what that looks like. But first, you know we have a lot to do before we get there. You can find us on Instagram. Hop on in there for a real-time peek into our lives, Megan and Wendy LSS. You can join our Facebook group, which is Long Story Shorties. You can join our Patreon community, which will give you bonus content all month long from us. There are several tiers starting at just $3 a month. And what else can you do? You can email us at meganandwendy at gmail.com. And I'm telling you, Christmas came early, guys, because we have two emails today. And I'm so happy. I hope it's good stuff. They are complete opposite ends of the spectrum. The first is from Sonia, who says, Loving the pod remembrances of Cabbage Patch Kids this week. Who else can say their interior designer bought their doll? <laughs> I would imagine I hold that title. I wanted to share my first CPK story because it still makes me laugh. I remember it being 1983 because I was 10. My parents were shopping before Christmas at a Brandeis department store in Omaha, Nebraska. What Brandeis was doing to avoid the drama of adults fighting in the aisles over Cabbage Patch Kids, which was all over the news, was you could fill out a form with your info, and every time they got a shipment of dolls, they would draw the same amount of names as dolls and call you to come buy your doll. And they assigned the dolls to the names they drew, so you did not get to pick. Take it or leave it. So my parents decided to do this. My dad fills out the form, and a week or so later, the phone rings. and my mom answers it, the voice on the other end asks if she is the mother of Gary. Mom says... <laughs> No, he's her husband. And there's a long pause and the voice says his name was drawn at Brandeis for a Cabbage Patch Kid. My mom's thrilled, gets the info on where to go. They go to the store to buy the doll. And yes, she understands they have no choice because the doll has been assigned already. They run to the store to buy it and it's a boy doll. I guess you were supposed to put your kid's name in, so they thought Gary was a little boy, and assigned him boy, a boy doll accordingly. My mom could not stop laughing at my dad, but they bought the doll. The bald, blue-eyed little boy was named Lukey. His head smelled like baby powder, yes. and though I got three more female Cabbage Patch kids in the next two years, he was and is my favorite. Oh, they did have, like, that distinct smell to them. Yeah, I can, I'm having, like, this sensory remembrance and whatever my cabbage patch was a boy i had a samuel and a josephina oh i don't remember my doll's name but i definitely had a boy our next email is i you know what i'm gonna leave this anonymous she didn't ask me to but i'm going to it's from a listener and this is more of a comment and a question in general not to a specific episode topic so I about kicked myself today. I needed to have some testing done, and while I was there, they asked me if I had any concerns. My mouth immediately blurted out, nope, I'm good. Then my brain kicked in and said, remember that weird thing you've been worried about for two months? At least I said something to the tech then. That instinct to just say I'm fine really threw me, and I can't stop thinking about it. It would be interesting to know if other women don't share things with their doctors. Oh, I totally don't. Really? Yeah. I totally don't. I was just at the oncologist like two weeks ago and she's like, do you have any pain? And I immediately went, nope. And like, I do. But like, in my mind, I don't want to like burden the doctor with my long list of things. And because maybe I'm being like, just too sensitive to things. Or, yeah, I do. I totally do it. The doctor whose job it is to yeah. manage your pain. Yes. But the problem with healthcare is like, they're so in there and out of there. Like they want yes. to in my opinion, like not deal with your list of 
you know, complaints, I feel like I'm taking up their time. Well, okay. If your husband were at the doctor and he had been having back pain and he was there for something else and they're like, is there anything else going on? Do you think he'd be like, I'm, I'm not going to burden this professional? No, he'd be like, yeah, my back hurts. What can we do about that? My particular husband? Okay. He would say, no, he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but would he say, no, he's fine simply because he doesn't like going to the doctor or because he's worried about the burden of his time? Are you trying to suggest that women are more worried about taking up a doctor's time than a man would be? Yeah, we're too busy managing everyone else's I emotional know. load. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. That's the thing that almost killed me in the last year and a half is I was too busy managing everyone else's needs and emotions. And that's a, that's a lot. It is a lot. So to this particular person, I'm glad you mentioned what was going on. I am certain you're not the only one because. Well, what about you? You haven't answered the question. Oh, sure. I would totally (laughs) blow it off. I'm just saying it's something I think we should stop doing. Yeah, I agree. And I will say I went. Last summer, summer 2020, had this, like, ongoing pain and did go to the doctor, even though it was kind of a pain in the neck to go to the doctor at that point because everything was virtual. And I probably went to 15 doctor appointments that summer, and there was a point and I was like, this is stupid. I'm just going to stop. We're still trying to find it. They still haven't figured it out. And I'm just, this is a waste of everyone's time. So I did totally have that moment. Did that pain go away? It did, but not because of anything they did, uh, something unrelated. But what's interesting is, in the course of that, they had the, I not had that pain, they found something unrelated in the searching for the cause of that pain, and that something unrelated was something they were really glad that they took care of, because they would not have found it for another, like, seven years when mm-hmm. I started getting routine colonoscopies. But that initial pain went away? It did. Stress, right? Do no. So? No. No, I was having this pain in my side. It was not stress-related. I was having this pain in my side. Are you sure? Yes, yes, because here's what happened. Months and months, every day, this pain. They did every test in the book, never found it. And I went to my GI doctor, and Uh he finally was like, look, I'm really sorry you're still experiencing. Like, they've done an endoscopy. They've done a colonoscopy. They found all this other stuff. They've done an MRI and a CT and an ultrasound. And he's like, I can tell you that Whatever's causing it is not going to kill you. At this point, he was like, we should probably look at an elimination diet and all these other things. Uh, And I was like, I'm not going to do that, right? So then two months later, I go to my OB and I have my IUD replaced. Oh, shut up. And she takes out the old IUD and the pain was exactly in that spot. Was it just like, (laughs) that's what it was. (laughs) And I was like, oh. And oh, by the way... It is absolutely barbaric that women have IUDs removed and placed without pain medication, like fully awake. They're poking a hole in your cervix and they just like, you sit there and you like try not to scream. Sometimes if you're lucky, they bring you a couple ibuprofen. Truly, there is no medical procedure we could perform on a man that is of the same caliber where we would not completely put them to sleep. I haven't had the IUD experience, but yikes. They poke a hole in your cervix. So... That, holidays, that's, what was, <laughs> that's what the was that's what was causing stopped. the pain. So I think it had had maybe like moved shifted. out of place, shifted. And 
And on every like CT MRI, they didn't see something poking into you. They could see it because all the reports said like IUD is in the correct Present. location. Yeah. Oh. So it hadn't like traveled it to a place that it shouldn't be. Now, do I know 100% certain that's what it was? No. Did the pain stop immediately after that appointment? Yes. Get out. That's crazy. I really always thought it was like stress for you because it was like summer 2020 yeah, and my shit hair was, was hitting the fan. And yeah. The handful and yeah. Yeah. I would not have been surprised. To their credit, I saw many doctors, all of the men, and at no point did anybody suggest that it was like stress or in my head they were all very committed to let's find the source of this okay i saw a lot of great doctors who were very proactive damn but all that to say they did find several things along the way that were of concern yeah i had a colonoscopy i was 40 years old the recommendation now is 45 but a year ago was 50 and they found very high-grade precancerous cells that my gi was like i'm so glad we did this because this is very young to find this on you. And then he said, never go more than three years. Oh, I was going to ask, like, do you have a new protocol now that you yeah. have to... He go- and I, I guess, this is not medical advice, I'm not a doctor, but my understanding is that colon cancer is very slow growing, which mm-hmm. is why typically every 10 years is fine. But wow. he was like, if you go every three... They goes, can catch something yes. early. Yeah. Or at... And I had, stages, a, yeah. I had a repeat six months later, actually, just to make sure that things weren't like... Oh, my oncologist just said that I have to go get a colonoscopy. They're no big deal, guys. They're no big deal. I just don't want to, like, drink that stuff. The prep is not my favorite thing in the world, but the procedure itself, you're asleep, you wake up, you feel a little bit high, you go <laughs> home, you take the greatest nap of your life, and you're done. Okay. All right. Um, so in January, I will be calling. I need a I need a GI guy. Do you have somebody? You I can... do. I love mine. Okay. And I, he's by you. I need his number. And uh, I can drive you home. Excellent. <laughs> She's going to be like, and I'm going to put you on the podcast now. So. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the emails. Those were awesome. I would like to know what this fail is at the very top of our list. You guys. You guys. Is anybody watching Real Housewives of Orange County? The new season just started. I've seen both episodes. Have you seen both episodes Only yet? Only the first. I haven't seen the second. Okay. Dr. Dubrow, which is Heather's husband, mm-hmm. has... Well, I guess he and Heather both have this, like, uh, is it a health and beauty line? And it's okay. called Consult Beauté. Yeah. Is that it? It's coming. Come on, guys. Really? You know, I struggle with words anyway, but now you got to really <laughs> throw that at me. So I was like um, strolling through the TV guide on the TV and I saw that Dr. Dubrow was selling his stuff on like some rando, you know, like it's called Shop HQ. It's like it's a channel. Anyway, uh-huh. anyway, they were talking about all this. They have all this like great new like firming body cream uh-huh. and like all this fancy stuff so and i'm like when well, he got triggered and ordered it i ordered <laughs> i this is what i ordered i ordered some bio 10 gummies because you oh, know my yes. hair is thinning and i liked what he had to say it's like ten thousand milligrams of bio 10 which is a lot but he's like it's in this gummy form and somehow like that delivery method helps get the bio 10 into your body rather than just like 
it passing through. Okay. Okay. So anyhow, I was like, yeah, I'm into that. I, I need, now, you know, I could go to the store and buy some biotin and take 10,000 milligrams worth of it, but I needed this one. So I bought it and it came yesterday, but then I opened it up and guess what it was? Body cream. They sent me the wrong thing. That's two things. Two things in one week that I've ordered that arrived incorrectly. And now I'm like, how do I get my biotin? I was so excited to try this biotin. Did you call them yet? I just sent them an email. Wendy ordered something for her husband and got like a Bobo Snuggie instead. (laughs) So now we're two for two on the shipping fails. But I gotta tell you, like, I am such like an easy target for like home shopping networks. Just tell me that it's gonna, I'm gonna have some sort of improvement and I'm all in, you know? I've considered a biotin gummy there's lots of them. Like Tati wasn't Tati's. I looked at hers too. I compared like the ingredients on both. And her- that's what hers was. Similar. Yes. Designed it, for like hair and nail growth. Right. And it's still available. It's called Halo Beauty. That's right. And I looked at hers, but her, uh, the amount of biotin was not as great as, uh, as this one. Sugar bear hair is another Yeah. One. I mean, there's a ton of them out there. Well, I'm excited for you to get them and try them because, um, Hair growth is not my issue, but I've got, like, paper-thin nails. Oh, yeah. I, so do I. I'd be curious if that would help that. Uh, you know, it's honestly, it probably comes down to diet. Like, I am probably lacking something, like, nutritionally. I'd rather take a gummy then. Me too. Then what? Eat a broccoli? I don't <laughs> <laughs> So, last Thursday, the reboot that we've all been waiting for happened. And we originally talked about the announcement of this reboot on the podcast, and I think we both said that while we weren't jumping for joy over it, we certainly would be watching it because mm-hmm. we couldn't miss this pop culture moment. And that is the And Just Like That reboot, which is a stupid name and they should just call it Sex in the City. Like it, it's the same show. It bothers me, the name. Does it? Yeah. Every time someone says it, I like, Ugh. I mean, I get that they're like in a different season of their life. So it's not like they're out looking for sex. I, I don't okay, know. Fair enough. You know. Fair enough. So... <clears throat> We're not going to tell you the major spoiler, just in case you haven't seen it. We will talk around it. Oh, are we going to talk around it? Okay, go ahead. I was going to say, skip forward two minutes if you don't want to. That's fine. Five minutes. We, we are going to tell you the spoiler. <laughs> skip forward a few minutes if you don't want to hear it. I don't know how you would have missed it at this point. It's been everywhere. Yeah. Wendy was like, you need to watch it before you see it on Twitter. So I went in. And I said, mark my words, I knew what was happening. Yes. So I went in with that. So I knew something was going to happen. And as it was leading up to this moment, guys, seriously, spoiler alert, where Big has a heart attack and dies on the floor of their bathroom. Yeah. I could, I, the second they said Peloton twice, and then she mentions his nitroglycerin pills at one point. I'm like, oh, oh I missed have that. A heart attack on the Peloton. Oh. So I found it hard to watch. Me too. The I scene, too. they like cut the scene with the piano playing and his like increasing pain. Well, yeah, yeah but it, even before the pain, like you can see him uh, like exercising. Yeah. And you're like, get to stop, get off, know, get off. I know. You knew it was coming, right? <laughs> I actually felt like I knew something was going to happen earlier when he was, they were showing these scenes. Like he was like the greatest husband ever. Sure. And I was like, you know, he was like not great to her. 
their entire relationship. So it was just like so weird that they were like in this place now. So happy. They had this tradition from quarantine that they were carrying on and he was so agreeable about right. changing their plans and I was like something's up because yeah. this is not who this guy is. Totally. Although I am glad that they did send him out on a high note. Like if they were going to send him out at least they sent him out. Like he was like guy. a good guy. But yeah. also like he was a dick for many many seasons yes. of that show. So yeah. can we please remember that? Yeah. And the fact that she wore the wedding shoes yeah. that day, it was just, mm. um, I shared a meme over the weekend that I thought was super funny. And it was a picture of, uh, baby Lily from like the first movie. Oh, and she was like shoving Carrie's phone into her bag. And it said like Lily ruining Carrie's life since 2008. And I just thought it was so funny, but it's so sad too. Like it wasn't Lily's fault that uh, no. Carrie was at the piano recital, you know? <laughs> no, but why didn't Carrie call 911? I don't know. Maybe she was just in shock I, I don't know. But he was still alive when she got that there. That part was heartbreaking that he like picked his head up and looked at her and then I know I wondered what would be worse for I think it would be horrifying to find him already dead. Gone. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, none of this is not horrifying. I found it very hard to watch. I did tap through a couple moments like of the final while he's actually falling to the ground. Uh-huh. It was uh-huh. hard to watch. Um you and I talked about this. I think that we think they're setting Miranda up for an alcohol dependency storyline. I'm not looking forward to that. I'm not. Every time they hint at that, it makes me physically sick to my stomach. I don't want to watch it. I feel like we're at this age where, like, this is such a real part of our lives yeah. and other people's lives whom we know. And it's not. I don't. Th- I don't think they're making a joke out of it. Mm-hmm. I think they're tackling a serious thing. But honestly. I don't want to watch it. Yeah, Miranda was hard to watch in this episode. Just. Well, she was very uncomfortable to watch uh, in her classroom scene. Yeah. uh She wants to come across as like, I'm an ally. And it's like, just shut up. Mm -hmm. I do think I have watched both episodes. And I think she's. Has a better arc. Yeah. Like she and the professor. Yeah. Come to a better place. Yeah. But she was very hard to watch in the first episode. Total side note, did you notice who their the new friend, the friend of Charlotte, the preschool mom? Uh-huh. Did you notice who her husband was? No. It was the guy who played George Washington in Hamilton. Oh, I wasn't and even I didn't even notice. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. I was like <gasps> Christopher Jackson. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Also, I didn't realize that Willie Garrison died. That's what I thought. Right. He had pancreatic cancer and died earlier this year. So how are they handling that? I thought he had passed. I remember seeing it on, you know, Instagram, breaker of all great pop culture news. And apparently he's still in the show. I wonder if they had filmed the entire thing. I didn't, I didn't know. I had forgotten. I was a watcher of Sex in the City, but not a Sex in the City super fan. Mm-hmm. So I had kind of forgotten that Stanford and Anthony were together. Me too. I totally forgot that. And when did they get together? I don't know. I kind of say that I want to watch the series. Again? Yeah, maybe. It's been a lot of years. I think I could get into it. And they're only half an hour episodes. So like I could just tear through that. Yeah, and you don't need to focus that hard on these shows. Yes. Yeah, I did. How do you feel about Samantha not being back on the show and how 
where she's at. I'm glad that didn't kill her. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was very touching that she sent the floral arrangement. I actually had like a physical like oh like reaction yeah. to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she didn't want to come back. I don't think either. I don't think she, I think she felt like she was done telling this story. Yeah. I'm okay with her not being there. I know. I guess a lot of fans are, like, not happy about it, but I'm like, I'm not, like, a stan, so I'm like, whatever, you know? I did think she had, obviously, some of the, was a more fun character to Mm -hmm. play, Um, because Charlotte, already, I'm like, oh, Charlotte, you're kind of annoying. (laughs) I think I used to really like her, and now I'm like, oh, you're really... Were you a Charlotte? I'm somewhere between a Charlotte and a Miranda. (laughs) But... Just like, you know, she doesn't really want to let her daughter be who she is. Mm-hmm. You know, she's trying to make her into a mini Charlotte. Yeah. That's an, I think I'm, that's an I'm, interesting storyline yeah, too, right? I like that. And I like how the dad's just kind of like easy. Harry's just like, you know, let's go with the flow. Make everyone happy. Okay. So what do you predict? Do you think they're going to bring Aiden back and then, then Carrie and Aiden are going to like rekindle whatever? Or are they just going to be friends? That's a great question. I have no vision for what I think Carrie's love life is going to be like. Does she need to have a new love? I don't think so. But They're maybe. fifty. It's like, I think maybe she just needs to process this. And what do you think about all the jokes about podcasting? <laughs> I did think it was funny how her friends are like, yeah, we're not going to listen to that. Yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> I mean. We're going to transition from, and just like that, to... I want to talk your Christmas wish list because this is, as we said, it's our last main episode. And my husband was shopping yesterday. And here's here's my biggest complaint. Okay. Not about, not about my husband. About the holiday season. We shop early. And I kind of thought, I'm done. I kind of thought he was done. He's like, yeah, but there's all these shopping days. And I was like, yes, but you can be done. I think for me, most of the stuff I want is stuff that I've never expressed. Like nobody could ever in a million years, possibly buy me the things that I'm like, oh, I would like to see that under the tree. Cause I haven't told a single person that I want it. She told me she wanted drawer organizers. I did. I actually <laughs> told him that yesterday. He goes, how about we just buy those? <laughs> those are just fine for Like we can just go purchase those. Yeah. Those are not a gift. Yeah. He goes, yeah. what does that cost? Like $12. <laughs> I know. I, I hear you. I hear you. Um, but I was, you know, I always have like a bunch of little things I want to buy. Like I have an Amazon cart full of like gel nail polish and drawer dividers and just random shit. I hope for an Amazon gift card. My brother's usually good for one of those. (laughs) I am hoping that someone somewhere makes my ice maker dreams come true. We might have a dual ice maker Christmas this year. We'll see. We'll see. Or we won't. <laughs> I did. And we'll be bitching in January that neither of us got an ice maker. I did specifically ask for one from someone. And I just love it. I'm like, come over here and get your pebble ice. Ugh. I got my hopes real high for my birthday. So I need to temper my expectations. I don't know if I've ever told this story on the podcast, but if you want to hear a story of an absolute brat, it's me. Every year, my mom asks for Christmas lists for everybody. And a couple of years ago, and she wants an idea for me and for my husband as well. So every year I send her ideas for the kids and like a gift that my husband and I would each like. Mm -hmm. And this particular year I had purchased several very gifts that I thought were very thoughtful that were out of the norm. I was just very proud of the gifts I had purchased for everybody. Uh We go to Christmas at my mom's house, (laughs) Christmas Eve, and everybody gets these beautiful gifts and the kids got everything they wanted. And my husband got exactly what he wanted. And I had given these gifts 
And my dad was like, that's so thoughtful. I really love this. And even after we were done, he's like, came up and said it again. And I had asked, there was a purse that I wanted. And I got an Instant Pot. (laughs) And I did not say a word to anybody. But I was like, are you... I was having that moment, like, I have been working so hard to make Christmas magic for every single person in this family. Yes, I'm a brat. It's fine if you need to turn this podcast off now because you're ashamed of me. I was just having a moment where I was like, what? Yeah. And then the next morning, we're opening presents at home, and I opened the purse. Ah, what an asshole. And it was from my husband. And I said, how did this happen? And he said... You said in front of your mom and me that you wanted this bag. So when she remembered that, so when you asked her for that, she called me to see if I had already gotten it. And I had. Because in the past, my mom and husband have gotten me the same gifts. And because we do Christmas Eve with my parents, my mom's gifts always come first. Yeah. So she tries not to do that. It was very nice. And I was like, I'm such a jerk. <laughs> so she got me another gift that she thought I would like and actually quite enjoy my Instant Pot. So <laughs> that is my I'm a jerk story for That's you in the mood funny. for Christmas. Um, so is there anything other than those like everyday needs that you want for Christmas? And the ice maker besides the ice maker. Um, I did ask for a pair of nice pajamas. I had a really hard time coming up with like a list of things for myself. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just because if I want something, I just get it or order it. I mean, not like big things, but like I, my level of needs is really low. Yeah. And like you said, like if I need new pajamas, I would just go to Target and get something. You know what I mean? So like when it's trying to come up with like things that you want or you know would make you feel special like I don't don't know there was this hair product that I like that I had a sample of recently and the full size is like $48 so it's not the kind of thing that I just like throw in your card at Target yes so I thought oh I should ask for this and I thought this is a ridiculous price for a hair product like why but Christmas is the perfect time like if someone's gonna spend $50 on a gift Mm -hmm. why not have I like this thing I would be happy to get it and then I talked myself out of it yeah so um, I'm not going to be getting it for Christmas and I won't just go buy it for myself. So, <laughs> so you lose in the end. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of Christmas. Ah, do you watch this show called the great Christmas light fight? It's on ABC. No, but every year my mother-in-law calls me and tells me we should be watching it. Oh, well it's like a, you know, the DVR is set for it. So it just records when it comes on. And, um, we watched an episode that aired like two or three weeks ago we Uh watched it over the weekend on friday night and they featured a house locally here in mission viejo you guys i will leave an address to it if you're local and want to go see it um and they shared the address on the show yes they did they shared the address on the show um and if you even like just google it it will like come up Uh because the house is decked out in a nightmare before christmas theme And it's so funny because it is on my route to my favorite Target. (laughs) Like, I drive past this house, this street. Like, literally, the house is two houses in. Like, I can see it from the street. Never noticed it before. And so we went and drove by it this weekend. We're there during the day, usually, probably. Yeah, and we drove by this weekend during the day, too, just because I was headed to that Target. I was like, oh, hey, let's go pop in. It's pretty amazing. And I do want to see that night, but, like, uh, I don't know if I'll drive over there at nighttime. But it's pretty cool. And I was wondering, like, 
Do you think the neighbors hate that crap? Like, I mean, this stuff is everywhere. It's on the roof, on the driveway, in every tree. Like, it's a lot. I would love it. I would maybe not love tons of traffic coming through my neighborhood. I bet there's tons of traffic. But, you know, for a few weeks, I we know how much... Uh, yeah. I love a Christmas light, and the judging ended last night for... Did you guys win? We'll find out tomorrow. Oh, exciting. <laughs> the winners are announced first. Well, I was wondering, like, do you... Since it's Nightmare Before Christmas, do you think they put this up for Halloween in the month of October, and then it just stays up? I doubt it, because they've got an HOA. There's no way I don't think so. Not in this area. I don't think so. Oh. So, I will put this on my calendar. I will go by there next October... <laughs> and see if it's up, and I will let everybody know. Well, uh, let me tell you the reason I just remembered why we don't watch this show is because we watched a couple episodes, and the entire time my husband was like, look at their giant yards, because a lot of them are uh, not filmed in California. Yeah, they're and, like in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and my husband, as many of you know, is on a kick to GTFO, and the house across the street from us just went on the market and is under contract for a, such a bananas amount of money. How fast did that sell? Days. In a weekend. Oh yeah. my goodness. And he cannot believe that I won't just take the money and run. So that's another one of those shows. It's like watching small, tar- small town Hallmark movies. Yeah. Where he's like, don't you want that? Okay. Bye. Hey guys, we're going to take a quick break and come right back to talk about the holidays in our houses. Welcome back, and for this final main episode of the podcast before the holidays, it is not, however, the final episode. We have episodes going up Tuesday and Thursday through the end of the year, and we will be back with a regular episode first week in January. We're not going anywhere, but we wanted to talk about what the holidays are like in our homes Mm -hmm. and share that, and we're going to be talking Christmas Eve and Christmas Day specifically because those are the big days for us. Uh, obviously we're going to start with Christmas Eve. Do you go somewhere on Christmas Eve? We traditionally go to my parents' house on Christmas Eve. They have a, it varies from year to year. Like sometimes it's really big. Sometimes it's a little less big, you know, um, just depends on who's in town and who's not last year. 2020, it was very small. We all socially distanced outside. We ate dinner at a huge you know, 12 feet apart from each other. Did you have like little mason jars? Yeah. She went all out and made sure that it was very, you know, everyone had their individual appetite. Yeah. Yeah. It was really nice. And it was actually a nice change because like, you know, when you do like the same thing year after year after year, and now that we had that break, it's kind of fun. Like we're looking forward to like going back to like what we traditionally do. Yes. So we go over there and I love it. She doesn't have, I'm talking about my stepmom. She, she, it's never like a set menu every year. Like sometimes it's like Mexican food. Sometimes it's the in and out truck. Sometimes it's fun. a pot roast. I don't know. It's always different. So that's kind of like fun to like be like, and it's always a surprise. Like we never know like oh. what we're going to get when we get there. I like that. Yeah. That's kind of fun. And then that evening we also do, um, like a white elephant 
gift exchange. A desirable white, like a funny gift. It's typically a funny gift. So each person participating needs to bring something. So my daughter likes to participate too. So it's all like, you know, kind of family friendly. Nothing's like, you know, inappropriate. There has been some things, you know, political things. But I think the game is better when you have desirable things because then those people are the th- those are the things people are going to steal. Yes. Nobody's going to steal for like a shitty coffee mug shaped like a toilet. Yeah, we've seen that. Yeah. <laughs> we have seen I, that. I've seen it at White Elephants too. <laughs> so, so missed the memo at that particular White Elephant. Yeah. So since there's three of us, we usually try to do like two decent White Elephant uh, gifts and then one, one one like bozo one. Yeah, that's fun. So we'll be doing that again this year. And I never went out. Like the kids always get like the, and I'm talking kids, the youngest is 13. So, yeah. you know, they always get away with like the good stuff. People don't want to steal from them once yeah. they've stolen it. Yeah. 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 So what about you? What do you guys do? We go to my parents' house on Christmas Eve and early in our marriage, we had made the decision we were going to alternate holidays. And so we would alternate Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And that was, I remember the first year we were married, my parents had Christmas Eve and driving away from their house. Cause that was the first year I wasn't going to be waking up in their house. And no stalking. And no stalking. I cried. <laughs> and after that, my parents said, you know, we actually really like Christmas Eve. And it has made... I really love Christmas Eve at their house and it has just made it, it's taken so much pressure off of us to like alternate and disappoint someone and yeah. you get this. So that's been their holiday and my husband's family prefers Christmas day. So it has worked out really well. Last year was just my family and my parents. Normally my brother comes and my aunt and uncle comes and my cousins. So it was none of them. It was just the six of us. I'm looking forward to everyone being there. Mm-hmm. Their house feels like Christmas. I think my husband and I both feel this way. It just like the fireplace is on. Oh, that's nice. And they have a real tree, so it smells yeah. like Christmas. It just feels like Christmas. And my mom is the most beautiful gift wrapper in the world. I did not get that skill from her. <laughs> I A, hate wrapping gifts, and B, also very much suck at it. And so you just, it looks like a page out of a magazine. And I'm just like, I get happy thinking about just going over there and it's so relaxing and mellow. Yeah. I don't have a big family, so it's not chaotic. And my kids are older now, so that's not like trying to figure out a nap time or keeping them busy while everyone opens gifts. And typically she'll do an easy dinner. Like she's done like paninis and soup. Oh, that's nice. Um, So it's very casual. It's casual. Like it's, it's nice, but it's casual. Because she doesn't want to spend all day in the kitchen. Yeah. Like it's Christmas Eve, which I like. And it's food that everybody will eat. Yeah. You know, you can modify my kids to be a plain old grilled cheese. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and we play LCR. Have you ever played LCR? It's at left, center, right. Yes. It's a dice game. No, kind, yes, I don't kind know. Of. I don't know. So, I have never played. Both, actually, my family and my in-laws play. We play every holiday. Um, and... It's, it is a dice game, kind of, but the dice have on them, instead of numbers, they have an L, a C, an R, or dots. Mm-hmm. And so everybody starts with three. You can start with three anything. Typically, we start with three $1 bills. Oh, fun. And oh. You just leveled up with real money. <laughs> everybody. Oh, yes. We played it at my mother-in-law's house with three $5 bills Ooh. last week, and my daughter won $270. Get out. Yes. And, like, she won legitimately, not, like... 
give it to the yes, no, sweet young lady. Amazing. So you start with you can start with three anything. So we do three one dollar bills, but I've seen people use like little poker chips, mm-hmm. and you just do like a twenty dollar buy in. So whoever wins at the end gets the pot. Anyway, three one dollar bills. You roll your three dice, and they'll either have an L, a C, an R, or a dot. And so, like, there's one dice for each dollar bill, and you either pass a dollar to the left for an L, or the, to the right for an R, or put it in the center for a C, mm-hmm. and the dot means you keep it. And so, you can get down to no money, but then the person next to you could have to pass to you, so Ugh. you're not out until the game's over, and that the last person with money in front of them wins the entire pot. And so, it's very fun. My kids get so into it. Oh, I would get into it. So, my mom always makes sure to have a stack of ones. so Everybody can have their ones ready to go. It is a tradition. My kids look forward to it every year. How fun. It's really fun. Um, we'll leave a link in our show notes to the dice, because you do need the specific dice. Mm-hmm. But like I said, like if you don't want to play for money, you could easily just play for a small present, and everyone just needs three little somethings. That's so much fun. I love that idea. Do you, other than the white elephant, exchange gifts at your Christmas Eve? We do. Um, Just with, like, my immediate family. Right. With the grandparents. Yeah. Yeah. And in previous years, like, sometimes we'll have to, like, go around the circle and everybody has to open their gift and everybody watch. And then at times, like, when the kids were younger that was like too much Mm -hmm. so we would just like tear into things my husband hates this tradition because he does not want all eyes on him my husband doesn't like it either hates it so like we usually sit like i mean their living room only holds so many people so like you know we filter into the dining room and kind of sit in the back (laughs) so nobody can see us and we'll be like we've opened already you know do you guys exchange gifts we do with my parents and brother and aunt and uncle, actually, everybody. And we usually do, like, my parents and brother and I and the kids, we do it first. And then my aunt and uncle comes, we, like, have a small gift exchange with them. But we do take turns there. I prefer it because I like to see what everybody got. Yeah. I like to prolong the present taking, <laughs> opening. And I don't like the chaos of it when everyone's just, like, tearing into it and there's wrapping paper flying. I want to – it's an experience for me. Sure. And I want to see what my kids got. My husband hates it. He's like, this – well, there's no reason it should take an hour and a half to do this. And I was like, but it's so fun. So let me ask you, and I'm just going to fast forward for a second here. On Christmas morning, when you guys are home, when it's just the four of you, yes. do you guys do that like no. slow open too? Or is it you just a madhouse? I would prefer the slow open. It's not like that. Um, mostly because like not everybody wants to do it. And it is not a battle that I'm interested in fighting. Yeah. Typically we do have like. You know, there's only four of us, so it's not quite so bananas if everyone's opening and then everyone can just like, oh, this is what I got, and then you move on to the next thing, mm-hmm. as opposed to having 10 people opening something at once. Right, because it'd be a three-hour process. Also, I know now. what everybody's getting. True. Yeah. <laughs> on Christmas yeah. morning at my house. Yeah, on Christmas Eve, like, it's fun to see, like, what everybody else got, because yeah. you didn't buy all those presents. Yeah. yeah. What do you wear? Do you dress up for Christmas Eve? Christmas Eve, no. Uh, and I felt like such a loser last Christmas Eve. Uh, like I said, it was like a small little dinner party. And I show up and my stepmom's, like, so dressed up. And I and I figured, because we were going to be outside, I dressed warmed. I yeah. think I wore this sweater that I'm wearing right now. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't get the memo that we were dressed up. She's like, ah, it's been a shitty year. I'm just yeah, thought we were going to go for it. And I was like, oh, now I'm a jerk in my tennis shoes and my sweater and jeans out in the backyard. But She just wanted a chance to dress up. Yeah, and I don't blame her for that. But no, it's not typically, like, it's like a not super dressy, but not 
casual pajamas either. It's like a somewhere in between. And and it's it's a comfortable experience at their house. It's yeah. not like they're I too feel like when I go over there, it's like so comfortable. Yes. Like I just love being over there. And so I'm okay in whatever. I don't care what I'm wearing, except right. for now in retrospect. Yeah, we are it's it's casual, like most people are in jeans, but I have I talked about this earlier on the podcast. I feel like I wanna dress up a little bit more. Like I bought a sweater dress for Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Um just because I think it's fun. And you know, like my husband will wear a nice sweater and nicer shoes. And I try and I try and put the kids my son can still wear jeans. And my daughter this year, she's like, I'd really prefer pants instead of a dress. So I bought her cute pants. Mm. So we can get a nice family photo. It mm-hmm. just feels nice to me. Christmas Day is not like that at all. That's part of the fun for me to and I have to tell you this is mildly unrelated to Christmas Eve, but I was talking to a holiday about holiday parties with a friend, and she's like, I bought sequin pants. And I was like, sequin joggers. Ooh. And I was like, I want sequin joggers. <laughs> but the ones I wanted now wouldn't arrive until February, so I will not be getting oh, that's a bummer. sequin joggers. But I got real excited, went down a rabbit hole. That's fun. Yeah. I kind of like that for like... We don't do anything for New Year's Eve. I'm gonna wear my sequin joggers right? on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> I look I sort of say festive. The reviews all said that for anybody whose thighs touch, you're gonna be losing the sequin. Oh my god, you're just dropping sequins <laughs> all over the house. Sorry, my it's my thighs. Definitely touch like a Hansel and Gretel trail <laughs> oh through the house. Serious. Don't get them if you have toddlers because they will oh choke. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Funny. Do you have any other Christmas Eve traditions in your house? Well, in my home, after we get home from Christmas Eve at my parents' house, I always prep um, like overnight sticky buns. Oh. So, and it's a super easy recipe and I will leave it in the show notes. Um, But it's one of those ones where you like put all the yummy stuff on the frozen sticky buns and then you let it like proof overnight or whatever. Throw that bad boy in the oven in the morning. We have these yummy, delicious, gooey sticky buns while we open gifts. Yeah, it's that's fun. We always do that. We always leave out, you know, something for Santa, even though, you know, you guys know, just for fun. And, and yeah. does Santa still eat the cookies and drinks? Santa milk? still eats the cookies and drinks and the reindeer eat the carrots. Eat the carrots. Yep. yep. Our house too. Yep. We do all of that. My husband reads still towards the night before Christmas to the kids. Oh, that's sweet. Um, they all pile into one of the kids' beds and read it. Oh, that's nice. Our kids wear their matching pajamas. Cute. And uh, they oddly, I bought new pairs of matching pajamas for the kids this year, and I had expected my 14-year-old to maybe not be super on board. I just put them in his room, and he totally came down wearing them. Oh, hey, so, look at that. No fights at all. I mean, I would not have pushed the issue uh-huh. but and then that's christmas eve which takes us to christmas morning now we have older kids now mm-hmm. i will tell you though my husband is the worst of everybody and in the past few years would wake everybody up at like 5 a.m get out this year i think he's finally come around to like the kids want to sleep in a little bit more uh-huh. they're like we can we can wait to see what santa brought yeah i'm curious because you know my daughter if i just let her sleep in will sleep until like 10 or 11 on most weekends so i'm curious to see how that will roll out this year mm-hmm. i know last year she was up quite early my husband always gets up early but that's fine like i don't he doesn't care he's not like snooping around for gifts he's like watching 
his shows he doesn't get to see right. regularly. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I wonder how this year is going to be, but typically we usually like get up and we do gifts. Like that's the first thing we do. Uh huh. Do you do breakfast after gifts? Typically. Yeah. So like our sticky buns will be in the oven we'll have coffee. Some years we've done like mimosas, I don't like to drink mimosas that early in the morning because then it makes me want to go back to bed. Yes. And I know that I have like a full day because we right. end up leaving our house. But um, so, yeah, we just have coffee and open gifts and it's very slow. It's a slow open on Christmas morning at our house. Um, my daughter will like distribute all the gifts yeah. and it's just the three of us, yeah. but she distributes all the gifts and then we go around. And like you said, I know everything, but it, there is kind of a fun, like to see their if reaction. she's excited, he's excited to see what they get. Yeah. And I always get the dog something. So yeah. like it's that's kind of crazy because the dogs are like tearing apart a new toy that we got mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, yeah. And then, and then I usually go take a nap after. Do you? Because <laughs> we don't leave until like after noon. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I go take a nap. We do breakfast after gifts also. And I have, will do, sometimes I do cinnamon rolls. Sometimes I go real basic and just get a Trader Joe's Kringle. Mm-hmm. And then whatever else we throw together, but we kind of, everyone piles in, we open gifts together and then the kids kind of like disappear to you know, go do their stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Play video games. Uh-huh. In the past, I've pushed, my husband and I have pushed back really hard in the past several years about having to run around Christmas day because yeah. we had little kids and now that would mean that we'd have to do another day with my in-laws to do a gift exchange. And this year I just said, you know what? We have hosted Christmas. We're not hosting Christmas. We're going to Christmas lunch. It's 2 PM somewhere else. But I said, let's just go to your mom's Christmas morning because otherwise then we're adding another day. We're going to have to go on the 26th. So you guys are going to open gifts here and then immediately go over to... I not. We have to be there at about 11. So okay. not immediately, especially because I know the kids will still be up early. Yeah. My feeling is like then we come home Christmas night and we have like... We can just wake up the next day and just relax that day. Yeah. There's nowhere to be. There's no like setting up the night before. Yes. There's none of that. And so I had said, like, I'm claiming December 26th in the past has been a pajama day. I am reclaiming that day. We are not going anywhere. I'm not taking anyone anywhere. We're not. So, you know, now that we don't have little kids anymore and I don't have to get them dressed and get everybody out of the house, it's a, it's much easier to yeah. go and do those things. Um, so we'll see how I feel about it. But we hadn't done that in the past. I didn't like rushing out of the house in the morning. We'll see how I feel about it this year. Yeah. You know, that's funny is that uh, some of my uh, in-laws live out of town and in a, the last couple of years have asked if we will go there for the holidays. Like they live out of state. Yeah. And it's always been a hard no for me because I like want my daughter to experience Christmas morning at home. I don't mm-hmm. want to be in a hotel or something like that. Um, but now as she's getting older, I don't know if I can... You, that's that valid reason anymore. I don't know. I think, well, and I think that's a different thing than not wanting to go some more Christmas morning. We, have you ever, even prior to having your daughter done Christmas elsewhere? Like, not at your house? Um, 
I'm like, have I ever woken up somewhere? Yeah. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. Not since I've. No. No. We've That's only. So funny. One year. I don't think my brother and I were in our 20s. Neither of us were married. We went um, to Aspen for Christmas. And that was oh, for the fancy. most part like our Christmas gift. Mm-hmm. And they did a very small Christmas morning for us that year. And. My parents didn't, I think they just did gift cards. Uh-huh. I remember my dad calling before and he's like, what are your favorite stores? And like, they gave <laughs> us each like a new wallet and it had gift cards in it. Oh, that's and nice. that was our gift. And we were in our twenties. That's all we wanted. We yeah. were like broke. And that's the only time we've ever done it. And we stayed, like my parents stayed somewhere. They had a Christmas tree in their room. It felt yeah. Christmassy, but it would be hard. You know, I like my house Christmas morning. It would be yeah. a hard sell for me to decorate all of this and then not not be enjoy here to enjoy it, it. Christmas yeah. morning. that would be hard yeah and i have to remember that too like when when these particular in-laws when they come here for the holidays because they come here more often than we go there mm-hmm. you know maybe they want to be in their own house too so i'll remember that going forward maybe well, not they can make their own choices true okay so what do you guys do you usually go to your in-laws yes and you have your gift exchange there. And then is there a meal? So usually we'll go to my mother-in-law's and there'll be a breakfast. We'll exchange gifts with her. And then we go to the bigger in-law's mm-hmm. Christmas meal. We haven't done that in years. Why? Um, Because we were like, we are not going anywhere Christmas Yeah, Day. okay. So sometimes we would host. So people came here, we would have it. But... We really didn't want to run around Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. So we'll be going to the bigger meal this year. So sometimes you would just see your mother-in-law and do that, have that breakfast, do that at Christmas exchange, and then you would just come home? We would not see her Christmas morning. If we oh, you wouldn't even see her at all. Oh, so there have been where you were like, we're not going to see you at all. We're just staying home. You're welcome to come over here. Oh. You're welcome to come over here anytime. Mm-hmm. That's always been our thing. But typically they didn't want to. Mm-hmm. So... Um, that is the hard thing. And for anybody struggling with that, establishing your own traditions when you are a new family can be hard. And I just think decide what's important to you and stick to it because people get disappointed when Mm -hmm. you change the way they're used to it. And I get it. And I, you know, my husband and I talk about it all the time. Like, let's remember how this makes us feel for when our kids are adults because, You know, of course I want to spend the holidays with my children, Uh even when they're adults. But the more important thing is to have a relationship with them. And if that means seeing them December 28th, you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yes, typically if we were not going to go out on Christmas Day, we would not go out at all. Mm. And though there were some years where it was great when the kids were little and all the neighborhood kids would go out front and play oh, with play with their new things. Oh my gosh. All the I parents love that. were, you know, in pajamas with coffee out front mm-hmm. all morning. So we really loved having that. Um, but we're trying something a little different. Oh my gosh, doesn't that seem just like yesterday when they were like little like that? And yes. I remember playing tetherball on Christmas morning yes. in our pajamas out in the front yard. Like with their new scooter. Yeah. God, that went fast. Mm-hmm. That makes me sad. Yeah. So our Christmas day, we do our thing at home and then we go to my in-law's house and my mother-in-law makes, my husband's family is Danish and they typically host like a dinner. So we, we go over there 
sometime in the afternoon we open gifts like as soon as we get there because the grandparents are so excited yeah. they only have one grandchild mine and <laughs> you know they're excited that you know do gifts and all that stuff and my mother-in-law always puts out like the best yummy little like snacks and treats and stuff to eat like while we are doing like mm-hmm. that's like my favorite thing like just give me a plate of appetizers and I can yeah. sit there and watch yes. people open gifts and that that uh, gift exchange is like the one by one too so it's not like a crazy chaotic and it's usually very small mm-hmm. like there's only like a handful of us but it's fun um and then since the family's Danish. She she makes this like traditional Danish meal. meal. Yeah. Like every Christmas day we have this. And it's like a pork roast. It's very Danish. If anybody is Danish listening to this, you know, it's like a pork roast and red cabbage and oh. potatoes. It's so yummy. And I love that um, we have that tradition. It hasn't always been like that. Mm-hmm. It's probably been like that. I think she started that before my daughter was born. But I don't know. It's kind of fun that like my daughter has grown up having that tradition it's really fun we had it hosted at our house one year because they um were redoing their kitchen so i had to make that meal but she helped and that was like stands out to me as like a fun memory because like she was helping us do it you know what i mean and i have like a photo of her and my daughter like making these you know car you know these potatoes or whatever it's just so it's so sweet it's like such a sweet little tradition that we do. My husband's family is Armenian, and they do a traditional, well, I don't know how traditional it is, they eat Armenian food. They mm-hmm. do kebabs on Christmas Day. Um, and so the one year I hosted it, and we had a ham, it was quite the coup, let me tell you. But <laughs> no. it is very good food. And so I know my husband looks forward to that every year. And it's like you have to order the meat from a yeah. specific place. Same, same, so it's same, not something same. we can just have right. year-round. Right. So, yes. And you do not dress up Christmas Day. No, it's pretty casual. Yeah, Christmas Day is real casual for us, too. Yeah, it's I really I worry casual. less about what everybody's wearing. I'm like, just wear whatever you want. I used, wears a, usually everyone wears a new sweater. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like that. I used to dress my daughter up in, like, tights and a yeah. dress and, like, you know, all that stuff. Now she, she'll probably just roll in and... A hoodie. Yeah, a hoodie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know. My daughter's going to be disappointed she can't wear a hoodie Christmas Eve. So I'll let her wear one of what are bound to be many new hoodies on Christmas Day. So that's funny. So one of the things we do on Christmas Day is it's it's another Danish tradition is we play this uh, rice pudding game. Okay. So my find something in it? Yes, you do. So my mother-in-law makes this like huge batch of rice pudding. And, um, they, she takes an almond and shaves like the, uh, brown skin off the almond. So then the oh, almond hidden? is the same color as the rice pudding. Yeah. She puts it in there. So everybody scoops it out and we sit with our bowl around like the table. And if you have it, if you have the almond in your pudding, you're not supposed to reveal it. So then you start like accusing people of having it <laughs> and the winner, it wins, um, like a marzipan candy pig i don't know these are danish (laughs) traditions it's really quite fun um the problem is when i first started dating my husband they've always done this rice pudding game and i got the flu right after christmas and the last thing i ate was that rice pudding and i have not been able to eat it since and so i'm usually the scooper like i scoop out and everybody else and then i eat whatever you know leftover apps (laughs) so 
<laughs> Bummer. I don't think I've ever had rice pudding. Yeah, it's, it's it's like tapioca pudding, but yeah, it's rice. Yeah, it's good. It tastes like oh, you know what? Maybe not because you don't like the taste of almond, right? No, nope, not for you. It's not for you because it it's made with like almond extract. Yeah, no, so, no not no, for you. Thank you. Not for you. How long do holiday decorations stay up in your house post Christmas? <laughs> I like them to come. <laughs> I like them to come down December twenty sixth. It was shocked. <laughs> I mean, I want all that crap. Well, the, the problem is, is that like if we have gifts and then you have to put all the gifts away, right. that's kind of a big job. So then I'll get to, I want the decorations gone by New Year's Day. Me too. I do too. Well, typically it's, I want them gone because, you know, school starts again, usually on the second or third. And I want like a couple of days. I'm, I don't want the last day of our break to be cleaning up. Yeah. I want them gone so we can enjoy it. I I find it depressing when they come down. So I will I like to leave them up for a few days. Still enjoy the light of the tree. But it is such a good feeling to take everything down and to just deep clean everything. Yeah. Because there's agree. always like a pile of like dust bunnies behind the tree mm-hmm. and all the garlands. I have been cleaning my house, but I'm not like yeah. taking down all the decorations totally. to get behind everything. Yeah. So that always kind of feels nice to start fresh and then your house feels big again because <laughs> yeah because all the knickknacks are put away open space i mean i've got four freaking gingerbread houses on my kitchen counter right now so <laughs> i feel like i'm drowning um that has been a look inside our homes for the holidays we would love to hear your traditions feel free to email us at megan and wendy at gmail.com and if you heard snoring during this episode it was the dog who has been on my lap the entire time. We'll be right back with Megan and Wendy Approved. We're back with Megan and Wendy Approved. You want to go first? Yeah. It's kind of a rando. Okay. So this weekend I was in Target. I had to run in for something. And I stumbled upon the Lego Collection Target collaboration, which I didn't know existed. Me either. And... They had some of the cutest, like, Lego-themed things there. Okay. Pet beds. What? Sweaters, T-shirts, hoodies, beanies, like, all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. What did you get? I ended up not buying any of that. First of all, I was like, ooh, do you think... I was with my daughter. I go, ooh, do you think Dad would like that shirt? And she goes, no, because it's not black, because he only wears (laughs) gray or black. Um. He is a big Lego fan, um, so is my daughter. But um, I ended up buying Lego wrapping paper, Christmas wrapping That's paper. fun. And Lego gift bags and Lego um, gift bag tissue. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was so cute. That is cute. And it's, like, the bags are, like, three bucks. Wrapping paper was five bucks. Like, I don't know if it's, like, quality wrapping paper. I doubt it. But um, cute stuff. They have fanny packs. I did notice that as I walked into my Target recently, right up front, they had a holiday display that had holiday Legos, like a, I don't, it may have been like a Christmas tree or like a little town. Mm-hmm. It was, it just was like sweet Christmassy. But they didn't have sets. all the other stuff? Not that I noticed. I could have just not been paying close enough attention. I don't think so. I thought they just had these holiday Lego sets and I thought, oh, that would be nice if my kids were still into that and they could do that over winter break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they have like dog collars. <laughs> they have stockings that are texturized 
like Legos, uh-huh. like the little bumpy. It's just cute stuff. Now, do I think they should have put this out a little bit earlier? A month ago? A month ago? Yeah, it would be. They're just trying to get all those impulse shoppers. Well, they got me. <laughs> it's cute stuff. So uh, if you have a Target nearby, you should definitely go check it out. But they all the stuff's online, too. So anyway. And it's not really all Christmassy themed. Like you can get the wrapping paper. It doesn't look Christmassy. So if you got like a Lego fan in the house, buy some Lego wrapping paper for the future. Yeah, for sure. You know. Anyway, that's mine. So mine is an eyeshadow palette. I mentioned last week how I'm just so into makeup all of a sudden. Like I'm just <laughs> rediscovering my love of makeup. And this is a very inexpensive but great eyeshadow palette. It's from the Sephora collection. It is a $14 eyeshadow palette. And um, the line is I Love, E-Y-E, Love. And I have had another palette from this line that was all neutrals. Um, and this is from the Bloom collection. And I have the peony colors. Did I bought you buy that. This? Yeah, I did. Have I you used it at yeah, all? Yeah, I love it. It's great. Um, every single color in this palette is actually wearable. There's mm-hmm. no colors that I go, I'm never going to wear that. Mm-hmm. It's neutral, but with some pink undertones. They have five different colors in the Bloom collection it's four mattes and three shimmers they're super wearable they're 10 to 14 dollars so they're super affordable they're great for a stocking or great for a teen or tween in your life who's building their collection they're great for the 42 year old woman in your life who just can't get enough eyeshadow palettes but also don't want to spend a fortune not all inexpensive eyeshadow is great. You know how much I love drugstore makeup, but sometimes eyeshadow, I think, is the hardest thing to do well inexpensively, and these are great. I have that, too. I ordered it online plus another color, but the other palette, when I opened it, looked greasy. Oh. Like it, had, it was, like, not wet, but it looked like the packaging was, like, had oil on it, so I returned it, and it was, like, not a problem to return easy-peasy in oh, store. Oh, that's good. Yeah, but I like that one. Yeah, this, I really am happy with this. Love it. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. We'll be back on Thursday with our review of A Dickens of a Holiday, and we will have new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday through the end of the year, and we will be back on Tuesday, January... You hear me rapidly trying to put my calendar. No, I <laughs> Tuesday, January 4th with a brand new episode. Happy holidays. Happy new year, everybody. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.